if you had the choice today to learn by your mistakes or to learn from someone who's gone through a lot of different things and a lot of hard knocks in their life and that you can learn from this person or from these from this history that you do not have to go through all these hard knocks wouldn't you choose not to go through all these difficulties yourself and learn from history and this is exactly what we're talking about today so today i'm sharing with you why we need to listen to history learn from history to avoid the mistakes that they've made so that we can avoid these mistakes in our own lives and so that you can uncover your potential to be a powerful leader so please stay tuned until after the intro as we dig deeper into this topic and you can become the powerful leader that you were created and born to be. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now let's move on to today's episode. Welcome to today's broadcast of the Rise and Shine show and today we're really going to take a look at how to avoid mistakes by learning from history. Now why is this so important? It's important because we want to uncover your potential to be the powerful leader that you were born to be. Now this is very important for us to learn from history because these things in history have been given and have been written down for us so that we can learn from them so that we do not have to make the same mistakes as the people of old it. Now, as you know, we specifically looking at the Word of God at the Bible and from there we have examples. We've got loads of examples and today we specifically going to look at Gideon and the the history surrounding him and how he was used as a leader to set his people free and to really set the 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 enemy that was standing against them at the time to get this enemy just to to flee and uh, really to to um totally destroy the enemy because that is really what we want we don't just want to slap the enemy uh, away and he goes around and he regroups and he gets stronger so that he can come back at us so these examples are very practical like you will see and they are very applicable in your life and in my life today and that's why it's so important for you as a leader to know these things and to know how to avoid these mistakes and not to go through the the school of hard knocks to learn all these things yourself. I have gone through uh, through this kind of thing, and for for a long time, I said to myself, you know, I don't need anyone else to learn uh, from because I've got the spirit of God in me. But then I realized, you know, there's so many mistakes that I've made, and then I also realized that God has given the the um, fivefold ministry. They are they are these offices, these people that he's raised up to teach us and that we can learn from them. But the biggest thing is to really stay in the word of God and to learn from history. That's why he's uh, given us these things. And so that we do not start complaining and murmuring and stuff, because that's what happened to the Israelites when they were in the desert. 
Now, at this point, whether you're a, uh, a Christian or whether you're not a Christian, whether you're born again or whether you're not, it doesn't matter to me. But these examples can benefit you if you learn from them. Because all these things that you learn in university, in schools and whatever, are really based on the truth of God's word. They've twisted it and they've concocted it to fit their agendas. But in essence, everything comes from God because God is the, the author of everything. He's the creator of everything. And that's why it's so important to look at the things that he's given us because then we know we're learning really from the truth. And Paul the Apostle says in 1 Corinthians 10, and specifically verse 11, he says, Now all these things happened, which things? These things in history happened to the Israelites for examples and warnings, and they are written for our admonition or instruction, so that we can live uh, as overcomers and as leaders and as really people that can live on the cutting edge, um, at this time where we're living in. So that's why it's so important to, to know these things. And it's also important because just in the next verse he says, whereas let him that thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. In other words, if you and I think, okay, but I've arrived, I know everything, I can do everything in my own strength, then it's just like that. And we can lie flat on our noses and we can be humiliated. And God doesn't want that to be. He wants you and I to rise up in the stature and the authority that he's really given us. That is why we're looking at these things. And it's going to be um, a multi-part uh, podcast that we're going to do specifically on Gideon because it's too much information just to, to do in, in one session. Um, so please stay with me. And uh, so let's see where we're heading to. Now, another thing that's very important to me also is that you need to know in order for you to be really uh, uh, being used by God also in society and in uh, the, the changing of people's lives, because it's not only about ourselves. And that's why I'm sharing with you here. And that's why I'm doing this, this um, broadcast on this show so that I can help you to become the leader that you were born to be. And this is also for you. This is also true of you. So that you can become the, the vessel or the, the, the teacher, the, the leader, that you can take the people that God has placed around you so that they can be influenced and that they can rise up in the positions that they were called for and that they were born for. So it's not about myself. It's not about yourself. It's really about what God's uh, purpose is in our lives. And when we live that out, that's only when fulfillment comes. And that's really where the joy in everything comes. Like, for example, here, I, I was very shy when, when I was uh, younger, a little boy as well, very, very shy. I didn't really want to. Uh, go and talk to people and, and especially in groups and so on. I didn't like it. I just couldn't really speak. I was very, I was very self-conscious. I didn't have a good self-esteem and all these things. And it was not easy for me to, especially in a group of people, to function. Today, the Lord has helped me to, 
to be totally different. And what I'm doing here, I enjoy so much sharing with you what I'm doing here. And, and that's why I believe that this will make a difference in your life as well. And the same with you. The moment you get to the place where you know that you do what God purposed you to do, it'll become fun. You'll start enjoying it. Not that I'm saying there's not going to be obstacles. There's definitely going to be obstacles, but it doesn't matter. You know where you are. That is where God wants you to be. And that is the, the, the best place to be. So Paul, again, Paul the Apostle says in Romans 12, in verse 1, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God. Listen to his tone of voice here. He says, I beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies as a living sacrifice. So that's what Paul is sort of begging us to do because this is the essence of what we're doing. For you to know what God's will for your life is, this is absolutely imperative. We need to know what God's purpose for, for your life and for my life is. I need to know that because that's the only way that the fulfillment comes and also the success and the effectiveness. So, and he goes on. So, so that we can be a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is our reasonable service and spiritual worship. That is really why you and I were born, so that we can give our entire bodies, our entire lives as a living sacrifice to God so that He can use us because that is where true fulfillment is. Only when you fulfill your purpose. There's other things that you can do that you can be very successful in and maybe you have done it. But you know you didn't find fulfillment in that. It's almost as if it's dry and empty. But you and I, when we do this, we can make a difference even in generations to come. 100, 2, 3, 400 years from now, we can make a difference in people's lives. So that legacy can live on and it will live on if we do what God wants us to do. And then verse number 2. Now here he basically gives us the way how we can become this living sacrifice. Now, I can talk on this for a long, long time, but I just give this to you just as a sort of introduction before we get to Gideon and see how we learn from history as well. But here, um, Paul the Apostle says, he says, do not be conformed, or another word for this is to be cast into a mold. Do not be molded to this world, but be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, by the word of God, so that you might prove for yourselves what is the good and the acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. So God is telling us, give our bodies as a living sacrifice so that we can know what His will is for us, and that is God's perfect will and it's acceptable and it's good in His sight for you. And that's what it's all about. So give your body, give yourself as a living sacrifice and then you have to renew your mind and you can only renew your mind by the Word of God. Okay, so 
let us go on to Gideon. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of background here just so that you can understand. Now, um, where we're going to talk about um, uh, around Gideon is from the book of Judges in the Bible. Now, these judges were given to, to basically to rule over the Israelites at the time. This is before the time of the kings and God gave these judges so that they can uh, rule over the people and help the people when there were battles and so on so they can fight these battles. They were sort of the leaders of the, the Israelites at that time. Now, just before Gideon, there was a, um, a lady, uh, Deborah, and a man called Barak, and they fought a war, and they won the war against their enemy. They just slaughtered the enemy, and they destroyed the enemy, and the Israelites had uh, peace for 40 years. But then they started going away from God's principles. And like you will know, and if you followed me for a while, it's important that we know God's laws and God's principles because everything that you and I do, what we say, even what we think, have consequences. So whether you want positive consequences or positive outcomes, then you have to do the, the positive things. And that's what happened to the Israelites. Because here in verse 1 of Judges 6, it says here, But the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian for seven years. Now here I want you to really understand what, what, um, what this is all about. Although it says here the Lord gave them into the hand of the Midianites for seven years, what happens when you and I do not follow what God has given us, then we are basically the, the, the result of that or the outcome of that is that we're not going to get what God wants for us. And that's how everything works. If you take the, the law of gravitation, for example, we take a rock, you throw it up in the air and it's going to come down. It's a fact. It's just, it's the truth. And that's what happens. So we cannot override that um, in, in, in nature. It, it just, it's a law that was programmed, if I can call it that, in nature. God made it that way. So if I take that rock and I throw it right above my head, it's going to come down and it's going to knock me on the head and it's going to give me a whole bulge on my head and it, it's going to hurt. And that's with everything. If we do not follow God's ways, then the consequences are that we are basically given over um, to circumstances to negative outcomes because of the decisions that you and I made. So I trust you understand that. And this can be grave as well because here, for example, the Midianites, it says here in verse 2 of Judges 6, it says, And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of Midian, the Israelites made themselves the dens which are in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. So here the Israelites even had to go and hide away. And if you take our situation today in the world, you know, with lockdowns and with uh, all these kinds of stuff, um, they even want people not to be in public. They want you almost to go and hide away. And you sometimes have to hide away. You have to prepare and you have to look after your, yourself and your family so that you can also look after the other people in your community. And that's really what happened with the Israelites here. And I believe, um, this is my, my own opinion, 
But where we are today is a consequence of us not being involved and really looking after, how can I put it, God's interest in our lives and God's um, desires for, for you and I. And that is why we are in this situation today. But I'm telling you, people are standing up and even this message that I'm bringing to you today, it's empowering because it, it helps us to understand what happened in, in, in history so that we can take this and apply it to our lives today so that we can stand up against this stuff, against this tyranny and all that so that we can move forward. This is very, very important for you and I. And so the Israelites, the, the, the Midianites came against the Israelites every year when they planted, the Midianites came in, so the enemy came in and they destroyed everything. Everything that the Israelites had, they destroyed. They destroyed their crops, they destroyed their, their, their animals, their, their cattle, their donkeys. Everything that they had, they just totally destroyed. And it says here in verse 5, it says, they came up with their cattle and their tents. So the, the Midianites also came with their cattle and stuff and they just trampled all the crops that the, that the Israelites, uh, that they planted. And the Midianites came like locusts for multitude. Both they and their camels could not be counted. So they wasted the land as they entered it. And you know, in today's circumstances, prices are rocketing. Things are being scarce. It's, it's almost as if we're in a situation and in a time like the Israelites here. Everything seems to be coming against us from all across the world. It's not just in, in certain countries anymore. It's all across the world. It's the same thing. And that's really what struck me when this whole uh, pandemic thing, when it started, that um, everything was the same in all the countries. Uh, and it didn't really change. But things are changing. But it didn't really change yet. And this is from verse 7 here and it says and when the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites who said to them thus says the Lord the God of Israel I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage now even here God reminds the Israelites of what he did for them in the past the moment you cry to God God listens he doesn't want you and I to be in in rough circumstances. It was never intended for us to be there because he, he, he created you and me. He made us in his image, in his likeness, so that we can have dominion and rule over everything around us, except people. And like you know what's happening in the world circumstances to us today, there's certain people that are saying there are too many people. The population of the world is too big. We cannot allow that. We have to... Uh, um, cancel that and we have to get people either not to have children anymore or just to um, exterminate some of the people. This sounds harsh but this is really what's happening today. If you want to be honest and if you want to just open your ears and listen to, to the truth then you will understand and you will know that this is, this is uh, the truth. So God even yet he points the Israelites to the past. He says this is what I've done for you when you were in bondage and you cried to me. So I'm going to do that for you now as well. So the same thing is still applicable to us today. 
but we have to submit ourselves. We have to, like I shared with you in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2, we have to submit our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. And if you don't know how to do that, it's, it's fine for now. We will get to that in time. I will uh, share with you and I will help you. I will teach you how to do that because it's very, very important. Know what God's will is and then what to do to follow God's will. And then the third thing is how to fulfill God's law. But this is not applicable now. Some of these things will come into play. I will point it out as we go through this series of messages. But um, for today, I'm just mentioning that to you because that's very important. And then God goes on in verse 10. He says, And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the, of, um, basically of the world, of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Now God said to them, Do not fear these gods. Now what does it mean to fear these gods? What God is basically saying here, He says, Do not be conformed to this world like we saw in, in um, Romans 12. That's really what God said to them here. Because when you fear a God, what it means here is that you basically take those customs, you take those rituals and all those things, and you start living according to those principles and stuff. And if we want to be honest, we, we, we have to acknowledge that's, real, that's really what happened to us today. I mean, everything is getting pushed at us from television, on, on the news media. We only hear the stuff that, that they want us to hear. The truth we never hear. There's so many things that are hidden, some good things that are happening, good things that are happening to people. Those things are being hidden from us. And also, the truth is being hidden from people. How many people are being uh, damaged by some of the, the treatments that are being applied to people's lives that we don't hear? So we got so accustomed to these things and we say, okay, here I am, just bring on this stuff. And this is what God says, do not do this. Live according to my laws, my principles, and you will not have to submit to these things. He says, we have to submit to God, not to the, the, the system of the world, because we have to control everything around us. Remember what I said, not people. And that's what these guys, where they, where they make a mistake, these guys... And governments where they think they can control people with fear-mongering and all these kinds of stuff. It's not cool because that's outside of God's mandate. And that's why it has to fall. It has to collapse. And it's important for you to know, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And remember, or listen carefully to what I just said. It says the knowledge of the truth. You have to know the truth. And that will set you free. It's not just the truth that will set you free. You have to know what the truth is. And then you will be free. And then you will be set free. Because then we can apply a different set of, of uh, call it rules or laws, which takes us to the place where we are free. Where we're not being placed in bondage any longer. So, and then God says here, yeah, but you have not obeyed my voice. And here he tells them, he tells them exactly what they did. He said, you did not do what I told you to do according to my laws, according to my principles. Because for, for example, in, in Joshua 1 verse 8, the Lord says to, to Joshua, he says, the way that you will be prosperous and have good success is by not allowing my word 
to go away from in front of your eyes and you shall meditate on it day and night so that you can see and do according to everything that's written in it. That's why it's so important for you and I to stay in God's word, to um, really in, in, envelop us in that and to study the word of God and, and to meditate on it because that's in those intimate times where God just opens up everything to us. And that doesn't mean 10 minutes here or 10 minutes there. It means to stay in God's word day and night, just like I said to Joshua there. And it's not only for pastors. It's not only for um, church uh, goers or church people. This is for every single person. There's no exception. If you do this, if you want to do this, if you choose to do this, you will be successful and you will be prosperous in your life. Now, verse 11. Now, this is really where the whole thing with, with Gideon starts. And this, I like this because this is very exciting. And it says here in verse 11, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abysrite, and his son Gideon was beating wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites, to hide the wheat that he was beating out from the Midianites. Now, this, if you know this history, you will acknowledge and you will realize that we've been told by many, many people that Gideon was hiding in the wine press. He was not hiding in the wine press. He was hide, um, hiding the, the wheat in the wine press. Now, why did he have to do that? Just like we saw earlier, the Midianites came and they destroyed everything. Everything that they could find, they destroyed. So Gideon had to get the little bit of wheat that they had. He had to beat it out in the wine press. And if you know a little bit of the farming practices of old, they, um, they, the wine press could be even underground. It could be in a pit or something where they, where they would trample the, the wine or the grapes to make the wine. But the, uh, where they winnowed out the wheat was on a flat surface of land where the wind could blow. So they would take a, uh, a scoop and they would throw the, the kernels up in the air and the breeze and the wind would come and it would take away the chaff and it would just um, blow that away from, from the kernels so that they only stayed with, or with the kernels or that they only were left over with the, with the kernels of the wheat. So this is totally unnatural. Because we know that the, the, the enemy came and they destroyed everything. And this is also important for you and I. Sometimes we have to do the things that we have to do. And we do the things sort of almost in secret. We have to hide it from the stuff out there so that it cannot be destroyed. And this is the only way that sometimes in those and in these difficult times where we can really uh, survive and where we can overcome. So we have to almost regroup and prepare ourselves uh, for the time where we can fight back and how we can fight back. Now, a few interesting things about Gideon. His name means feller or a warrior. And that means he was not a coward. Many people said Gideon was hiding in the wine press. So Gideon was a coward. That's why he was hiding. Gideon was not a coward. And I will show to you still in, in, in certain of these um, scriptures and at, at these passages, as we go through this, Gideon was not 
a coward. He was actually really um, uh, a mighty man of valor, just like um, God called him here. I think it's just after this. Yes, I should have actually left that just to here. But anyway, the angel of the Lord, and just a note here also, the angel of the Lord here is, is really referring to God himself. So God appeared to Gideon here. And this happened a few times throughout the Old Testament. Today it's totally different because Jesus came, he gave his life, uh, he died and he rose again so that his spirit can live inside of us. But in the Old Testament, God appeared in certain places in the, throughout the Old Testament. And um, here he appeared to, to Gideon to um, get his people, to help his people to get out of these, um, these horrific circumstances. And the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of fearless courage. In the King James translation it says, You mighty man of valor. But it says here, yeah, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of fearless courage. That's how God sees you. Because that's how God made you. He says to you, You mighty man or you mighty woman of fearless courage. Because that's how God made you. He made you not to fear. He made you to be free in Him, to live totally for Him. And that is so encouraging to know that how God looks at you and how God listens to you and listens to me. But now listen to Gideon's response on this. He says, Oh, sir, if the Lord is with us, why is all this stuff happening to us? And where are all His wondrous works of which our fathers told us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And if you and I want to be honest, and we look at the circumstances around us, we can kind of think, but where is God? Why did God give us over into all these things? But I'm telling you, it's not God that gave us over to all these things. It's for, gener uh, yes, it's almost generations, but it's decades that we have allowed things to be um, forced on us without either knowing it or without doing anything about it. We just turned the blind eye and said, listen, just don't come and bother me. Let me just continue with my life. Don't come and uh, fool around with me. I just want to live my life. I want to do what I want to do. I want to have a fancy house and a fancy car and all these things. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But they didn't do anything. I didn't do anything in my previous um, years. Really what I was supposed to do, to stand up against these things. Because I, it was almost like a, an ostrich put, put its head in the sand and said, you know what, I don't want to know what's going on around me. Just leave me alone. I just want to live my life as I want to live it. And that's why we are having the difficulties that we are having today. And the interesting thing is here, the enemy is out to destroy everything that you and I have 24-7. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, all the time. And someone put it this way uh, at one stage. He said, how can you defeat an enemy that's coming at you 24 hours, 7 days a week, to destroy you, to take everything that you have away from you by just fighting this enemy 20 or 30 day, uh, um, minutes a day, or sometimes just an hour a week 
when people, for example, go to church. That's the only thing that they ever get, um, uh, you know, exposed to the word of God, to, to God, uh, God himself through a person. They don't have a personal relationship with God even. So if you and I are not really engaged and we don't really uh, do what we're supposed to do, do what God called us to do, then we cannot be effective. And you know for yourself, if one person does something, it's not going to have the same effect than when a million people do something. And it's the same with our bodies. Your thumb can decide he's going to want to go to a different city, but the rest of the body doesn't want to go there. Your thumb cannot go there. And it's exactly the same principle. But if the whole body says, okay, we're going to go there, the thumb can go and it can grab and hold on to something, and then we're talking business. Then the things can start happening with us. But now the interesting thing here is also, God spoke to, to Gideon and he said, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of, of courage, of fearless courage. And Gideon had all these things. But listen, the Lord doesn't, almost doesn't even listen to this, I almost want to call it foolish talk. And the Lord just turned to him and said, go in this your might and you shall save Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? So God doesn't he really even listen to these things where he said, but yeah, but you know, what happened? If everybody says you're for us, but all these things are happening, so where, where are you? God doesn't even listen to that because he's listened to their cry and he's, he said to Gideon, he says, you mighty man of fearless courage, go in this your might and you shall save Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? So God called him, God's calling you. God's using me today to call you and to say, come on, come on. I've got some work for you. Do the things that I want to do in your life and you will be successful. And this is an awesome piece of, of, uh, of history here where you and I can learn from. And I'm going to start winding down a little bit here because this is um, uh, sort of to the end of our, our, uh, our time here. But this is important that we understand that doesn't matter the excuses that we have. God has still got his agenda, he's got his plan. As long as you understand that you need to find out your purpose from God. And like I just mentioned to you, in time I will show you exactly how to find God's will for you. How to follow God's will and how to fulfill God's will in your life. We will get there. But for now, just understand that you, you must stand because God he loves you and he has better things for you. But it's because we did not apply the, his laws and his principles. That's why we are, are in the situation where we are today. But now listen to Gideon. And I don't want you to follow this example because God showed us this example now of Gideon, what he's going to say now, so that we should, will not do that. So some of the things God gives us uh, to us in history, that we have to do it, that we can follow these things. But other things he said, okay, but this is what Gideon did. Don't do these things because you're going to end up in, in things that you don't want. And the Lord said, uh, or Gideon said to the Lord, he said, oh Lord, can, how can I deliver Israel? Now here comes in what I said in the beginning about self-esteem. Gideon must have had some kind of low self-esteem because he was a mighty man of valor. He was beating out the wheat in the wine press 
even while the, the enemy armies were, were all around them. So he must have been a man of courage. That's why God spoke that to him as well. But he must have had not a very good self-image. Self and because he says here, Behold, my clan is the poorest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. So he's basically saying, Listen, I'm nothing. But God said, but I created you in my image, in my likeness. I've given you all authority. I've given you dominion over everything on the earth. To subdue everything. To have dominion all, over all these things. And so the Lord responded to Gideon's uh, plea here. He says, surely I will be with you. Can you see again? He doesn't really address those things. He just says, surely I will be with you and you shall smite the Midianites, the enemy, as one man. And this is where I'm going to end today because this is almost the climax where I want you to understand where God is saying, surely I will be with you and you shall smite the enemy as one man. Just do what I'm telling you to do. Do it the way that I want you to do it. And this is very important, not to try to do the things in your own strength, the way that you think it needs to be done, but do it God's way. And as we go through this in the next broadcasts, you will see how God guided Gideon so that they could not be proud and all this. Yes, they took part in the victory. Yes, they got all the spoil. They got all the, the prosperity that came with it. But eventually... Or in, in, in the end, God got the glory. God got the honor because he's the one that wants to fight for you. He's the one that wants to fight for me. Now, I trust that you really found something uh, valuable from this, uh, this session today and that you can apply it to your life. And just be on the lookout for, for the next episode tomorrow so that we can move on, so that we can really apply these things from history so that uh, we can learn from history and really uncover your potential to be the powerful leader that you were born to be. Thank you so much for listening to me. Please share this message and support this message as well. I need to take this message to as many people as, as possible. So share this and please support me. You can go to my website. The website is listed below. It's sunshineharvest.com and you can uh, share there, or, um, give us some comments there, give us feedback. We're looking forward to hearing from you and I'm looking forward to chatting with you uh, in the next broadcast tomorrow. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.